The Los Angeles Sparks are getting ready to get their second home game of the season, even though it's been two weeks. We've got Dave Yapkowitz here, our Sparks beat writer at the Next, to break down everything in L.A., what's going well and what's going wrong for the Sparks. This is the Lockdown Women's Basketball Podcast. Let's go. Are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, hello and welcome to the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host for this afternoon, Alex Simon. Taking a little bit of a pinch hit for our normal host, Howard Mengel, who only works, I don't know, what, 105 hours a week, it seems like. Sometimes we can have somebody step in and give Howard just that little bit of a breather here. Joining me today from the next, Dave Yapkowitz. Dave, thanks for taking some time to talk today. How are things going in bright and hopefully sunny Los Angeles? It's going well. It's going well um, with the start of a new season here. Um, you know, obviously there's... I just wanted to mention, you know, it's just a little bit tough right now to to kind of focus on on basketball a little bit, but you know, here we are. Yeah, it's certainly a thing that you can't not acknowledge, and I appreciate you for bringing that up because we here at the Lockdown Women's Basketball Podcast really do. If you are willing to take the time, go check out what Howard Magdal wrote at the nine this morning, kind of talking about what it's like as a father of some young kids who our elementary school and middle school aged. And I, even myself, I'm not of that age or have any children of my own, but I can only imagine what it's like to go through that right now. And there's an element of you can't not acknowledge it, but sometimes you do want to just kind of make sure you have the distractions that you want to have. And I think uh, for anybody that's feeling things, those feelings are perfectly valid. We completely understand. But if you're wanting to kind of think about something else and kind of get your mind away, I hope you don't mind you know, about 25 minutes or so on the Los Angeles Sparks that we're going to talk today to uh, help you get through it because life does go on, Dave. And uh, I believe you're going to be actually going to a basketball game tonight in that regard. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I will be at uh, the Sparks home game tonight against the Phoenix Mercury. Um, You know, we're uh, a a good, a little ways into the season, but you know, it's important to remember too, that this, this is actually going to be only their second home game. Of, of the season so far. Um, the first being against uh, the Minnesota Lynx uh, about a week or so ago. And yeah, and I think that's such a unique way to remember how this start to the season has happened for the Sparks. They're two and five so far as we talk here on Wednesday. It's about, what, seven and a half, maybe eight hours before the tip off of tonight's game against the Mercury. And they've only played one home game despite, you know, we're almost to the end of the first three weeks of the WNBA season and they've played one game in Los Angeles so far. So who knows how much of a home court advantage they truly have right now, but anything that just is creature comforts and kind of life on the road, like it is difficult sometimes to be out on the road traveling, especially in this, you know, kind of ongoing pandemic that we're in that I can hope for the spark's sake that being at home does give them at least some comfort even though it's really home for one day and then two more on the road. So they really aren't home home for a while to have the homestand to make up for all these early road games. Yeah. You know, I think it's uh, when, when we look at the team um, we already knew coming into this season that um, 
there there probably was going to be an adjustment period with with all of the uh, new faces that that they added in the off season. Um, it was definitely going to take a little bit of time, you know, to get everybody acclimated to playing with each other. Um, but you know, the schedule certainly doesn't do any favors for them in in getting that done. Um, you know, they mentioned this uh, after. Um, the Minnesota game that, you know, it's, it's a little bit uh, tough to, to kind of build up that the consistency that they wanted to have while they're on the road and, and not getting in as much practice time as, as they would have hoped. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, as, as, as the season goes on, you know, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start to see some of the, those issues kind of, balance out a little bit but yeah you know it's 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 definitely been a, a bit of a challenge for them to to really get that where to just get that start that they wanted to have you know while they're kind of you know you're, you're in a, a different city it seems almost you know every other day and, and I mean for them too you know when you only play one home game and then hit the road again the home game might as well be a road game at that point too and they're right. kind of experiencing that with both their last home game against Minnesota where they came in from Connecticut, then immediately went to Seattle. And now they're coming in from Vegas, immediately turn around and they play in Indiana on Friday. So really you don't have an extended period where you know you're going to be home. You even have a few off days maybe until after this. It's, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead, but they'll have a home game against the Wings next week. And then they won't play again until June 5th. Then they won't play again until June 11th. Then they won't play again until June 19th. So they're really going to hit this point where they've, crunched three games into kind of the first they've crunched 10 total games really 11 into the first three and a half weeks and then it's going to just clear out for them for a little bit and we might get a chance to see the team kind of learn a little more but these games count all the same and I think that's something that we can't ignore is the fact that after they started the season with a really nice what probably would be considered upset win over the sky in Chicago they followed that up with a win over Indiana it has not been the smoothest of sailings even as they kept some of these games pretty competitive no yeah definitely um you know when you when you only have a, a certain amount of games within the season you know every every game does count and, and there there's in, in the WNBA you know you 12 teams uh, every there's no game that's a, a, a gimme game you know there's there's no every, every game's gonna be a tough game and um you know it's they it's it's that with 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 the schedule that they've had um you know i i think we we've seen some 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 good things as as you mentioned you know the first two wins of the season um but you know they've kind of followed that up with a, a five game losing streak and i i think there's there there are some some issues that that we're starting to see a bit that somehow you know they they've got to address these issues you know that these are things that regardless of what the schedule looks like you know regardless of whether they're at home or they're on the road or, or you know whatnot these are things that look like they've they've been kind of consistent in in each of these these losses that they've had um so yeah there, there's there's definitely some things there that you know they they can they got to work on a little bit um, that, like I said, regardless of the schedule, it's, you know, this is this is stuff that that could tamper them throughout the year, if, if not addressed. And I will want to get into those things, kind of what you think those things are and what your takeaways are. Uh, before we do that, first, I want to acknowledge that they haven't necessarily been able to be at their healthiest either. They've been missing their two rookies that they brought onto the roster. Ray Burrell's only played in three of their seven games. 
Olivia Nelson Adota has only played in two games. They also haven't had Christy Tolliver for the entire season so far and will continue to not have her for as long as the Dallas Mavericks continue to play in the Western Conference Finals. They, on Tuesday night, uh, kept their season alive with a win over the Golden State Warriors. So Tolliver won't join the team at least for another couple of days at that. And that's a player who obviously they would love to rely on. But speaking of Tolliver and the NBA, if you are interested in NBA action, you should check out BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline currently has got plenty of things on the Western Conference Finals featuring the Christy Tolliver sort of led not she's not the head coach but she's a coach so she's leading the dallas mavericks into their attempted comeback against the golden state warriors you could find odds for that but you can also find odds for every single WNBA game on bet online bet online where the game starts and so when when you look at the aces and we thank bet online for sponsoring everything when you look at the way that the aces beat them on monday night shooting the absolute daylights out of the ball. I think they made, what, 11 of the first 13 three-pointers, something absolutely absurd. Is that indicative, you think, of a problem in terms of how the Sparks defend everybody? Or is that a problem more specific to the Aces? Because the Sparks are allowing teams to make almost 40% of their three-pointers so far this year, which is not great defense, particularly when you're only making 28% of your three-pointers. No, yeah, and it's definitely a, a bit of a shift from what we've seen in uh, past seasons where um, the Sparks, you know, despite last year um, with all the injuries they had, um, you know, in the, the pretty disappointing season, they were consistently one of the top defensive teams in the league. And, um, you know, this this season we've just seen a little bit of a shift in, in that. And they're, you know, they're not really defending at the level that they have in the past. And, um, you know, maybe we can chalk that up a little bit to we're still, we're still trying to, you know, figure out where all the pieces are supposed to fit. Um, we're still trying to figure out, you know, get everybody acclimated to one another, but yeah, that's, that's definitely something that's, that's been an issue there. Um, and, and it's, it's the consistency, um, like in, in their, uh, the home loss to Minnesota, they, they showed flashes of being able to defend at that level um, for, for brief stretches, but they just couldn't seem to, to consistently bring that, that same defense. Um, and, and so that's, that's, I think, I think maybe that that's a little bit of, of, you know, we got to get everybody used to one another um, to be able to, to bring that same defense at, at, um, a consistent level rather than what we've seen just, you know, little brief stretches here or there. And then, you know, it just was kind of non-existent against the aces. You know, they got down by 20, I think it was after the first quarter. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely something that, that they've got to address there. And look, the aces might be the best team the WNBA has ever seen. I'm willing to make that declaration right <laughs> now at this exact moment in time. And that can be on me, but obviously we'll see, but the Sparks are the worst three-point shooting team in the league and giving up the best three-point shooting team in the league of their opponents, of any team. That seems like a recipe for a long-term disaster in my mind. And look, even when you look at it as a per-game basis, and there's seven games, the Sparks are giving up 10 three-pointers a game, and they're making only 4.7. So even if you just look at it as the 5 and 10, that's a 15-point difference in a nightly basis on the three-point line if you round up. 
if you're only making five three-pointers and you're giving up 10, you've got 15 points that you have to make up elsewhere. And that's, to me, where you can't, you know, even if you're making more free throws than your opponent, even if you're making more two-point shots than your opponent, the three-point line, as you've said, they've defended it really well. They've had good perimeter guard play. But the roster shifts that they made this offseason, Erica Wheeler is a very good perimeter defender. By not keeping her around, you were harming your perimeter defense. And in particular, and this is kind of what I wanted to get with you, Dave, because the player you traded for to get in, in Kennedy Carter, is only averaging 13 minutes a game. Dave, do you kind of have an explanation to make, make it make sense to me why you would give up all of these assets for a player, but at least so far through the season, Fisher isn't really playing her that much? I, I think it's it's a little bit of a, a combination here of, of, you know, coach and player trying to, you know, get used to wanting to one another, you know, feel each other out a little bit. Um, you know, heading into this season, I, I wasn't quite sure as to, you know, how the starting lineup was going to shake out. Um, I thought there was a possibility, you know, that she could. Um, she might have been a starter, but um, it seems that, you know, he's Fisher's been comfortable even in the preseason with bringing her off the bench. Um, and so I if, if she was going to come off the bench, you know, I kind of envisioned her as as a six player, uh, you know, type in in the sense that, you know, maybe she can really help stabilize that second unit, bring that scoring uh, burst that they needed. But, yeah, you know, her minutes have been a little bit down um and not maybe you know what you would expect for a player of her when you traded for a player of her caliber um uh, i want to go back to the the minnesota game um the uh, from from a week about a week ago where she actually did come in and provide uh, a pretty solid boost when the team really needed it um you know they kind of got off to a slow start she comes into the game she got a couple quick buckets was was in my opinion, was at least consistent on that end um, throughout the game. And it seemed like, you know, they, they just kind of struggled to score and, and she really would have helped that, but she kind of got yanked in the uh, uh, fourth quarter there. Um, when, when, like I said, I, I thought she was having a, a one of the, the players that was having a, a solid impact that they, they really needed to, to pull off that win. But, you know, she, for whatever reason, you know, wasn't given the opportunity to, to kind of close out the game there. And, and that may be, you know, that, that I know, you know, Fisher trusts his starters, you know, he wanted to maybe go back to what he's comfortable with, but, you know, sometimes, um, um, especially in, in this league, you know, where you got to go with maybe the combination that's, that's really clicking at the time. But I, I think it's, it's definitely something to, to kind of pay attention to throughout the season as to, you know, her role, and and her minutes and and how that's gonna play out throughout this season because like like you said you know they they did give up a lot to get her and you would expect that you know somebody of that caliber you would be playing a, a pretty significant role on this team and look she's maybe not the purest of point guards in the world but obviously even in the time she's playing she's still averaging two turnovers per game even with only averaging 13 minutes a game which are fewer than the amount of assists she's getting per game, 1.7. You never want to have a turnover to assist right. ratio that skews more turnover than assists. But you know, to me, especially when you look at the fact that the, there's been 12 players who have played games for the Sparks so far this season. And out of all of them, even though some have only played a couple of games, she's averaging, she's 10th out of the 12 players in minutes played. 
so far. And especially if the, if we want to give some credence to the idea that there's a learning curve here, that she's kind of figuring out the Fisher system, you know, the other two guards that they've brought in this off season who seemingly like Carter were going to have to learn everything on the fly in both Lexi Brown and Jordan Canada have both been playing a ton of minutes and kind of been getting the minutes over Carter, which I, they've earned them and deserved them. I would say almost undoubtedly. However, when you look at asset allocation and kind of what you had to give up in order to get a player like Carter, it certainly is at least a little questionable from the outside to see that and go, well, what's going on here, right? No, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Because as you said, you know, both Lexi Brown and, and Jordan Canada have seemingly fit in, you know, really well. Lexi Brown, especially, um, you know, she was a player that I just want to mention her, you know, briefly, that she was someone that wasn't guaranteed a spot coming into training mm-hmm. camp. You know, she was on a training camp contract and um, she was seemingly battling, uh, you know, Taya Cooper and Norella uh, Girantes for a roster spot. And she beat him out in camp, made the, the roster. And she's actually been, you know, one of their most consistent, you know, you mentioned it earlier, a team that's not making many threes this season. Uh, Lexi Brown is is kind of seems like they're their one consistent three point threat. Like that's she's <laughs> she's really been that that's where she's really come in. Can I just can I just say you're yeah. drastically understating that because of the fact that the Sparks as a team so far this season have made 33 three-pointers and Lexi herself is responsible for making 13 of those 33. <laughs> so she's almost got half of the team's production from three-point range so far this season. In addition to by the way, she's turned the ball over very limitedly. There's only been five turnovers in seven games and she's played in all seven games and is averaging almost 30 minutes a game. She's been passing the ball pretty well. She has a couple of games with five assists. She had four in that game against Minnesota. She's she's not necessarily been scoring other than shooting those three-pointers for the most part, though she's had a couple of games where she's attacked at the basket. But uh, you would have to think she has found a way to fit into what they want to do on both ends of the floor. But the problem just becomes is, again, is that the best use of your resources that you've allocated? And to bring in a player like Kennedy – there's a part of me that looks at it and says it might not be pretty, but right now it's not like what you're doing is pretty. And you kind of need to just put the players into the lineup that are going to be here for a while and just see if it works. Cause right now, you know, you're looking at missing on, on the playoffs again, when you've traded your first round pick away again. No. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, there's, I think there's, there's just, little room for error when when you have you know just a certain amount of games um and especially with this team you know as we've mentioned before they've they've really this is a team that that's gone all in you know they they had high expectations you know no matter what anybody may have said there there were some pretty heavy expectations coming into this season and yeah at some point you know you've you you can't dig yourself into such a big hole early like this you know and and you know it's still early but still you know you we we well uh, yeah we say it's still early but after this i mean they're already past the one sixth mark of the season yeah. you run out of games really quickly in the WNBA to catch up on so i i agree they're building themselves quite the hole to have to dig out of before we continue speaking of building if you want to have a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar you got to go to Built Bar. I mean, come on. It's unbelievable how tasty the Built Bars can be. 
and also they're good for you too. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, tell them Howard's mom, Grandma Myrna, sent you. And I, I guess, Dave, before we kind of start wrapping up here, mm-hmm. how much is Chrissy Tolliver's absence and prolonged absence hurting this team in your estimation? I, I think it definitely hurts. Um, you know, this was a season where, I mean, last season, um, you know, she, she had missed a, a decent amount of games with an injury. Um, but when she did play, you know, it, it was – really noticeable how much they they really kind of depended on her um she was a starter when she did play last season and i felt like this season you know she'd really helped them as as transitioning into a a bench role and and being kind of being that steady you know that that ball handler with the second unit and i i think you know with both lexi brown and jordan canada in the starting lineup maybe the second unit is kind of you know, missing that a little bit. You're kind of missing that, that you know, that ball handler, that playmaker coming off the bench, and that's really where she would help. Um, and she's also been, you know, a, a pretty decent three-point shooter, and that that's another area that she'd help in. Um, so I, I think, yeah, they're, they're definitely missing her. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that when she comes back, that's going to be the the, you know, the switch, you know, to, yeah. to kind of get That's things not going to be the one thing right. that fixes everything. Right. Yeah. But you know, she's, she's definitely being missed out there. You know, there, there's some key areas that she'd be able to contribute in um, if she was out there. I will say for all the ways in which this team would have been a question mark that we even discussed in earlier podcasts here, I do find it interesting for the most part, I would say they're kind of their big players, their four and their five position, their rotations worked out pretty solidly. Neck has been, pretty good to really good. I would argue Liz has fit in pretty seamlessly to what they want to do and has been solid for them. I wouldn't say she's been superstar level, like she's capable of, but she's been perfectly solid. Chanae's contributed good minutes. Obviously they suspended Amanda to Zowie B's contract. And we've seen some tweets from Amanda that maybe indicate that she didn't love that decision. But for the most part, if you would have asked me before the season, you know, there's definitely questions on the guards versus the forward slash center spot. I would have said, though, that the guards seemed a little more set in how we thought they were going to go than the centers, than the forwards and the centers, and that has not been the case at all. It seems like the forward and center rotation, they have pretty down, solid, and they're performing pretty well within that rotation. Yeah, no, they, they've definitely been like, NECA has been playing great. You know, she is playing at that that all-star level. And, and yeah, she's. it seems like her and Liz have been a, a really good fit together. Um, you know, which was, which was, by the way, a huge question coming right, into the right, season yeah. was how were they going to fit together? And for the most part, it hasn't seemed like an issue. Um, no, yeah. The only thing that, that I've kind of noticed a little bit, um, that with, with the, the rotation there, maybe not, you know, rotation, but just how, how they're being utilized is, you know, I, I would like to see maybe Liz get a little bit more touches um, and shot attempts than she has um, in the post. I mean, when she has gotten um, those touches, she's been very effective. Um, And from, from anywhere on the court too, you know, she's shown off a nice jumper 
um, you know, her, her ability to score in the post. It just kind of seems like there's been some games where, you know, her, her shots kind of fluctuate a little bit. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. You know, sometimes it depends on, you know, who's got it rolling at the moment, you know, who's, yeah. who's fitting in. But, you know, when, when she was also a, another huge addition, I mean, a, a max caliber free agent, you know, that they brought in and maybe, you know, you just would like to see her utilize just a little bit more. Um, and to take advantage of, of her, her ability there. Um, and again, you know, that could be too something of uh, we're, we're still kind of trying to feel it, feel each other out, you know, see where everybody is. But, you know, like we mentioned again, you kind of don't have much room for error in, in a season, like in, in a WNBA season. So, I mean, that's, that's the only thing I, I would say in terms of the, the front court there is, um, you know, just maybe, kind of kind of seeing Liz get get utilized uh, uh, just a, a little bit more. I I do have one more thing to add though in watching this team is that they are not rebounding as well as you would expect no. for a team with these post players. They're giving up the most offensive rebounds of any team in the league. This is a team with two Agumakes and Liz Cambage, but they've given up almost 10 offensive rebounds per game so far this season. They're 11th in the league in rebounds grabbed themselves. They're 11th in the league in rebounds allowed. They're allowing too many rebounds, not getting enough. For as much as this team maybe seems like they've got a good rotation, all of these players need to be crashing the glass a little bit more and helping clean up the rebounding. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, no, definitely. Like this, this, uh, it seems like rebounding's been an issue, you know, not just this season, but in, in consecutive seasons now. And, you know, when, when we look at the front court, there's one player that I felt, you know, was really going to help address that issue. And that was a healthy Shanae Ogumike. Um, and as we saw her in, in the opening night win against Chicago, um, she had several key offensive rebounds in that game. And unfortunately, um, you know, the past couple of games, she hasn't played. She's been out um, with an injury that she kind of sustained during that Minnesota game. Um, you know, after the Minnesota game, uh, it, it was just kind of like a, they kind of mentioned that it was Fisher kind of held her out the rest of the game as, as a little bit of a precaution. Um, but, you know, she's missed kind of consecutive games in a row here. And, you know, there's there's no question that that a healthy Shanae is is an impact player for this team, especially, you know, in an area that they really need help in, in which is the on on the glass. Um, so I just think, you know, that that's something that that to monitor as the season goes on is, is her health, you know, cause she's mentioned multiple times that, you know, her biggest thing is she just wants to be available for the team, you know, she, with, with the injuries she suffered in past seasons. Um, she just feels like, you know, she hasn't really been, been available for them. And that's her main goal this year was just being available. So, you know, that's, that's definitely something to, to watch as, as the season goes on. Um, I did want to well, mention, it's also worth watching tonight, by the way, because yeah. she's listed as questionable on the injury report for tonight's game against the Phoenix Mercury as we come to you on Wednesday, May 25th. She, by the way, to add to your point, in the five games she did play, she only averaged 17 and a half minutes per game about, but she was getting almost five rebounds per game. So she, she has been trying to do her part on the rebounding glass, and they would surely welcome her back. Do you have any last points before we sign off here on this Wednesday before tonight's big west coast showdown yeah there's actually one one more quick thing i wanted to mention um and it's kind of related to however long you know shanae may be out you know whatever whatever that that injury may be that there is one player 
um, that is available. She wasn't available to start the season. She was hurt, but she is is has been cleared to play. And that's um, Olivia Nelson Adota, um, one of the rookies, who um, can kind of help, I think, in that area. Um, so I just wanted to mention her a bit in that, you know, maybe that's somebody that, you know, Fisher can try and, and put out into the rotation, you know, see what she can give them in the front court um, because she she's somebody I think that that can help in, in that area. Yeah. I mean, what Connecticut Huskies have ever done anything worthwhile on the WNBA stage? I can't think of one. Can you? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That that program just it, it's a mystery at what players do when they come here. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the Hell game. Yeah, tonight. And uh, where can the people find you and your work? Um, you'll be able to find me um, at the next, and um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Dave underscore Yapkowitz. And I'm Alex Simon from Bay Area News Group, here to pinch hit for Howard. He needs a breather every so often. You know, you can only throw so many pitches on your arm before it gives out. We're trying to never let it give out for Howard. So if I got to take a podcast or two here, that's no problem to me. You can find me at Alex Simon Sports. Thank you all for joining us on the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast. Today on Wednesday, May 25th, we hope you come back tomorrow. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.